event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. It is Friday. It is the best day of the week. It is the first of the month. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up. Seth Stokes is on with us this morning. Bibby Key, Swain Event, live here from the Low T Center studio. Tomorrow is game day. Yes, sir. Stokes, Woo. good morning. What up, what up? What is up? Stokes, <clears throat> I got a free meal on me to you if you can recite Bone Thugs and Harmony, first of the month. It's October the 1st. Let's hear it. What you got? I, I, I cannot do the entire song. <laughs> not even going to lie. But, you know. Everybody knows the chorus. Everybody knows the chorus, man. I was Everybody bump- knows the chorus. I was bumping that this morning here in the Low T Center studio, man. You can only you can only do it once a month, you know? but buddy. That was a pleasant surprise and the way to start the first of the month. I hopped on the the Zoom call, ready to go with the show, and and instead of hearing like an old show playing or just silence, I hear some some Bone Thugs and Harmony, and I am I'm ready to go. Let's let's do this. Hey, man. I mean, come on. Got a you got a winnable SEC game on the road. Yeah. It's time to yeah. go. Yes, and the Braves are back to back to back to back NLE's champs. Going ahead and putting that out there this morning, bright and early on a Friday. Ben is happy for you guys. He already um, planning to give the Braves props this morning. I like it, Ben. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, I've always said I like the Braves. Folks just out here trying to start drama. Laura. Mm-hmm. Jennifer. Mm-hmm. We see y'all. I, I root for the Braves. Like the Braves, except for when they play the Yankees. It's kind of like, like, you know, me and the Steelers. No. But I don't, I don't get credit for that. Hey, man, last night I, I, I called the Anderson County Carter game. It was at Anderson County. Let me tell y'all something about Anderson County. I thought I was in like another city and state. They had more fireworks than when than when Tennessee scores touchdowns. They had Jumbotron, they had the fireworks show, they had light show, they had smoke on for the for the players running out uh, during the entrance. Yo, they had everything. It was an experience going to an Anderson County football game. It was like going to Disney. Did they win? Did they win? The game was over in the first quarter. I don't. I wasn't listening or watching. It was like over in the first quarter. Which way? By Anderson County or Carter? Anderson County, man. They destroyed them. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was rough, man. It was rough. Pick six, another pick, a scoop and score on defense. I mean, it was. It was. It was rough, man. It was time to start talking about. My Pinterest board at halftime. It was, it was, <laughs> I was just saying, those are those games. I've, I've been a part of those games where you just you just got to figure out something to talk about because there is absolutely nothing interesting going on on the field at that point. Yeah, man. I had that thought last night, Stokes, about how broadcasters get through a blowout because I thought of the poor announcers who had to call the last three quarters of the Georgia-Vanderbilt game oh, this man. past weekend. <laughs> oh, man. Last three quarters? It was after about ten minutes in the first quarter. That's they fair. were just, man, we're done. That, that's true. Yeah, man. It was – It was. they had a – Anderson County had a dog that on the kickoff would go and pick up the tee. So I started looking for him. Where's the dog? Where's the dog? I think he got tired. He's like, man, we scoring too many points. I'm tired. It's my bedtime. So even the dog was tired of – all the all the scoring, so um, that was. I got I got to give some love to the to the Anderson County community. If you are listening and you went to Anderson County or you support Anderson County football, you live out there. My goodness, kudos! That was that was that was awesome. I told you Anderson County was a pretty good football team yesterday. What? Huh? Hmm. Next week. <laughs> Next week. South Doyle, my Cherokees, baby, will host the Central Bobcats. Who's the coach of South Doyle, Ben? Uh, Jason Bourne. Oh, my gosh. 865-255-03 is our telephone number to the Irish Network's hotline. 
Tennessee will see a former South Doyle Cherokee this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Mizzou actually uses uses him. I mean, yeah. he doesn't get a lot of carries. Yeah, he kind of fluctuates. Elijah Young, that is. I believe a former Gatorade player of the year in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. He kind of fluctuates between that running back two, running back three. RB2, RB3 kind of fluctuates back and forth. Him and a walk-on. <laughs> I think that's something. Ain't that something? Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. I saw me Boston College. He took a um, like a like a jet sweep to to the outside. But but what's week? What is this week five? Mm-hmm. Ben, can you tell me what's significant about where we are at this point of the, of the season? Let's see if, if you are on your p's and q's. Let's Stokes, you too, man. Let's see if you guys are on your p's and t- q's this morning. What's significant about this week? That it's a new month. It's the first of the month. Wrong. That's not it. That's not it. I know uh, five years ago today, I think it was, is when uh, Josh Dobbs and Juwan Jennings hooked up in uh, in Athens and downed the dogs. Okay. That's, that's, that's. Okay. I like that one. I All like right. that. All right. But that is wrong. That's not it either. Week five. Week five college football. Guys. We we're starting to know what each team is, like we talked about earlier this week. What what can you do after four weeks in college football? Be below five hundred. You can redshirt folks. You can redshirt folks. Oh. Also, if you play four games, what can you do and still be able to maintain that year of eligibility? You can hop up in the transfer portal. Yes. So we have seen guys from other schools all over the country decided to hit the transfer portal in the first four weeks. Something something to pay attention to this week in the SEC, as this is the fifth week. Who plays, who doesn't play, who decides, all right, I've had enough. I don't like it. I don't like stopping your play in the middle of the season. But I understand. I understand the business side of it. So that is something that, that you pay attention to. Yeah, and, and it is a little bit quirky, quirkier than than simply this game dictating one way or the other whether a guy will redshirt because theoretically a guy like Harrison Bailey played against Tennessee Tech but didn't play against Bowling Green or, or Pittsburgh or Florida. So technically he has three more games that he can still play in and still redshirt. But you're right that I'm sure there's a player or two out there across the country. There's somebody out there. Oh yeah, that has that has played in four games already, and is either shutting it down the transfer or the coaches are shutting them down to to redshirt. That is absolutely happening for just, sure. Yeah, just something to think about, man. Just something to think about. A six five two hundred fifty five zero three hour one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. So, uh, when are you leaving us again and letting Stokes and I take over? Uh, this is the the McKee and Stokes hour, right? I mean, I can go take my dog for a walk if y'all want me to. Today's the first day he's actually in here with us. And so far, 13 minutes, no problems. He just keeps walking under the table, yeah. stepping on Ben's Ben's feet. No, he's good. He's not bothering me. My only, I get a little nervous when he walks by the camera. That, that's really the only thing that he can do. I don't think he's going to bark if he's in here with us. I'm just concerned about him bumping into the camera and knocking it off. He doesn't know how big he is. Yes. He, he has no clue. He still thinks he's a puppy. But. Well, and he doesn't know that that is a, a camera that is broadcasting a show, so he just does not care about it. He does not. To him, it's just a, a stick or a pole. Yeah, At he, this point, it's his world, and everybody just living in it. Yep. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. But I just say, you know what, man? I'm not going to battle with him outside the door, him you know, being all lonely and stuff and acting up. I'm just going to bring him in here. I'm just going to bring him in here and it's, See what happens. He did a good job yesterday when I was working um, outside the show. So he doesn't really bark when he's just with with me. And he loves some Ben McKee, man. Loves Ben McKee. Who does it? I know. I know several people who don't who don't love Ben McKee. I do too. Alan several. PA. Several. I mean, I got I got a whole notebook of people I wrote down that just that don't like Ben McKee. That's don't fine. Like. They're all on my back pocket list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Seth knows all about that. Butch our, McKee? Hour <laughs> number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Be right back.
If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Good morning, Swain Event Crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market. And from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Power here on the Swain event is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Um, let's do a Stokes household check this morning. <laughs> Stokes, um, Florida State is 0-4. Y'all okay yeah. over there? Your house okay over there? So the wife has completely denounced her Florida State fandom and is 100% a Tennessee fan now. Why would she do um, that? Which say what? Why would she do that? 
because she loves me. That's a good um, reason. I mean, two and two is better than zero and four. That is true. That is very true. Going on zero and five, they probably and only win two games this, this year. Who do they play this weekend? Syracuse. I looked it up yesterday. Syracuse. Yes. And then the oldest Landon, he um, he's still hanging on. He he says he says it's better than it was last year. Poor kid. And um, he sees some improvement and some promise. And in all honesty, I mean they're they are a team that it's they're kind of like Tennessee where they sometimes can't get out of their own way with the stupid penalties and just kind of boneheaded mistakes. And they'll they'll be rolling on a drive, and all of a sudden they got you know they, they get called for two holding penalties or two false starts back to back, and takes them you know kills the drive stuff like that. So I like you, you see there's talent on the field. They're just for whatever reason, cannot put it together against anybody right now. And you watch it, and it's, you know, I, I see them and how frustrated they are, and I'm like, like oh, yeah, I know what that's like. I know exactly what that feeling is. So I feel for them because I've been there. We experience it. It's um, a, very, very, a lot of similarities there, but two and two. I, could, I couldn't imagine being 0-4 at this point. I just who is better than Owen? <laughs> You're breaking up, breaking up there a little bit, Stokes. I, I just couldn't imagine being 0 and four, and in Florida State, they're you know, playing Syracuse. I mean, it's a possibility those guys could be 0 and five, um, you know, after this week, and then during the break, being we're talking about Miami, you know, losing to Virginia yesterday. They're now, down two and three. Yeah, they they're they're two and three. I didn't get a chance to, to watch the game. Um, because so I was called called in the high school game, but then when I got back, I didn't I didn't know that Miami was the game was still going on. But I didn't know they were playing until I saw people tweeting about it in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to start the season on Thursday, but week four or five of, on the Thursday, Miami ACC football, baby. Uh, I don't, and then you lose. So now you got to Virginia Friday, Saturday. And then the whole nother week before you play again. So you got two extra days to let it just marinate and soak. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, USC job is open. Don't know what's going to happen with the Nebraska job. But if you are Nebraska, you don't want to be looking for a coach the same year that possibly Florida State, Miami, and USC is looking for a coach. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, but. Probably Lane Kiffin last year. What what year – Looking for a coach, are you not going to have to deal with a, a big job? There, there, there's at least one fairly significant job at minimum always open. What, what was that job last year? You're going to make me think, huh? Yeah, what was that? I mean, you said it. You got to show your work. I mean, I can. I just I, give me a second to, to go back and look at the coaches that were hired. <laughs> Auburn was open. Mm. You like that work? Mm. Auburn is a significant job. Don't mm that. I mean, could. They had to hire Brian Harson for Boys State, but I mean, I, I guess yeah, so. because the the boosters there it, it ain't top five job, but I mean, no, it's, it's but a, I said a a, a a significant job at minimum. It is. I mean, it's, it's, it's there's a, always at least one significant job open at minimum. But there's a difference between USC and freaking Miami. Miami's is is a high profile job, even though the fan base is fickle, and there's so many distractions in Miami, just like there are in L.A., but the right coach, man, you can have that thing rocking and rolling, and it can be a destination place for for recruits, for sure. So um, Florida State fired a coach already after just two years and Willie Taggart, and now they're in a position where a lot of people thought, and I know you you the you was high on, on Mike Norvell. Mm-hmm. I'm stunned it hasn't worked out. 0-4 with, you know, staring 0-5 right in the face. And Florida State is about to be in a weird weird situation. So, uh, just just craziness. Craziness in college football so far um, this year. Stokes, did we get you back? You sound, you okay over there? I think I'm all right. Do all I sound right. any better? Yeah, you sound, you sound better. Okay, good. Yeah, a lot of people are high on Mike Norvell. I mean, I think there are a lot of people out there that are shocked that it's gone the way it's gone at this point. I'm, I was, you know, Ben was real high on him. I was high on him. 
I know you had spoken favorably about him several times. Now he's he's had a bit of a tenuous road uh, since he's gotten to Tallahassee, and things on the field have not really been great. So uh, it's it's all about fits, and maybe he's you know a good coach. It's just a not not a good fit for Florida State. I don't know. It's it's still early. It's 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 one season and a, and a handful of games. Oh, by the way, Tennessee's job was open. Tennessee's job stay open. Yeah, man, it's not. We got an hiring side on just it just stays on the marquee. Tennessee, I'm not saying that like there's going to be an elite job open every year, but every year there are going to be jobs that are attractive throughout the country that you're going to have to compete with. And you said Auburn is attractive. Tennessee, you can come and win big at. It's not attractive, man. You understand what I'm saying? Dave Doran said no. Can you win a national championship <laughs> at Tennessee? <laughs> Uh, yeah, at some point. Okay. Yeah, you can. Then, then that, aside from the investigation, can attract coaches. Dave Dorn. I think I, dis- I think I dislike him just because he said no. But you should be you should be jumping at this job. But didn't he say no because of the fan reaction to Greg Schiano? Still. And then when his name got floated out there, the fan reaction was even worse. So it really didn't have anything to do with the actual football job. It had more to do with. It is a job. He said no to the job. The atmosphere around the football program. I mean, it's the job too. But yeah, it's, that's part of the job. I mean, you can say what you want to to, to make you feel better, but Auburn being open, Tennessee being what? open, is a significant what? job. <laughs> he said no to the job. The job comes with fans. He said, you want this job? He said, nah. I mean, <laughs> the job comes with fans. You know, on your butt if you if you if you lose. Anyways, what well, he hadn't lost the game yet. Well, good luck at NC State, I guess. Um, and could, we need to be on Dave Dorn's good side. He beat Clemson for us. Hey man, that was last week. He that was he, great. Yeah, he was he was in my good graces for a couple of days. Now it's back to forget Dave Dorn. And and he beat Mike Leach for you, which you can't stand Mike Leach. So I don't, I don't have a problem with Mike Leach. You hate Mike Leach. That's not true. I mean, you think he's the worst coach ever. No, I don't. I like Mike Leach, actually. I just I just think that he is out of his league in the SEC, and I don't want him to be the coach here, but I like Mike Leach. Um, Mizzou football Twitter, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, my dog is jumping up. Hey, buddy. Um, what are you doing, Mizzou? See, see, Ben. I don't know. Mizzou has been on SEC probation for a couple weeks now, Ben. I was wrong, by the way. Mississippi State beat NC State. Oh. Mizzou football, they do something every once in a while. Every once in a while. Not every. Every once in a while to make you question why they are in the SEC. Um, The tweet yesterday is the latest. So they are letting the fans know that they're going to be wearing all black. And... They have one of their players, Smith, number thirty-one. Um, he's he's doing the, he's rocking the photo shoot. He's on top of some building, and the sun is coming up. And there's one picture, Stokes. I'm like, y'all, we we can't do this. This is SEC football. We can't do this. I thought he was raising from a casket, to be honest. I thought so, too, man. <laughs> I was like, what is it, Undertaker? <laughs> At first, I thought he was raising from a casket, man, to be honest. I really, I really did, man. I really did. And then and then I realized, no, he ain't doing that. Um, he ain't doing that. He is, I guess, raising from a, uh, a group of stairs, and he is opening up the top door to get ready to walk on the roof. Like whose idea was this to shoot this the shoot? Who idea was this? This is terrible. Uh, but I got to get kick out of this, man. I'm gonna talk my stuff now while I can. Hopefully Tennessee wins uh, and don't make us look stupid. You see Ben over there quiet because he he don't want to sound sound crazy. No, I guess I I'll be the one to sound I'll crazy. Look, for, make fun of him because this is, <laughs> this doesn't have anything to do with what's gonna happen on the field. This is terrible. This is, like why is he just now putting his glove on as he's walking up out of this casket looking hatch? Like I don't, I don't understand the thought process. Like, I mean, they they embarrass themselves enough every time they have a home game with that little rinky dink stadium. Like, it's not much better than Vanderbilt. I think they're doing it, a blackout, so I guess they're signaling that Tennessee is attending a funeral 
they how, how how you going how you going to do a blackout out. when like half your stadium is white rocks <laughs> i mean they you know the rocks for the weekend you know it ain't nothing to do in missouri they got to find this place to take a picture like in knoxville there's so many areas you can take a picture like you can go up to the smoky mountains nice picture nice background you can go down to there's mark you can go you can go um down by the river, you can take a picture there. That's what Ben proposed to his lovely wife. There's so many places in Knoxville you can go. You can go downtown. There's so many places. Mizzou went on top of a building. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have been better off going into Shakespeare's Pizza. Top there, of a there's building. There's nothing to do in Como. I mean, this is why it's every media member's least favorite trip. It's, it's out in it's the middle up. of nowhere. I mean, it does it, suck so it, bad. It's, it's miserable. There, there's nothing to do. And Missouri is a, a, a just a waste of a athletic department. I mean, what have they ever done? I heard, Ben. What, they have a good wrestling team? I heard. My sister's baby, baby daddy's friend at the barbershop told me that Cassandra over there at the hair salon his, her friend told me, I heard, Ben, that you had a chance to pick between going to the Gainesville, going to the Gator game, covering mm-hmm. the Florida game, and covering the Mizzou game for mm-hmm. VolQuest, and you chose to go to Gainesville over Mizzou. I heard that was a choice of yours. Uh, it was a choice for Eric Kane and I to make, and I had no preference, either or. So I let Kane make the decision, and he wanted to to go to the Missouri game. So, boy, what's wrong? Eric How would you Kane? want to go to the Missouri game? Uh, his wife is out of town this weekend, or something like that. So that uh, that is that's why he something with his wife being out of town. One of the, the weekend weekends. at home. I, uh, yeah, that's when you throw a party. Stokes, get the kegger. It was something with with his dog <laughs> needing to be watched, and worked out better for him to go to Missouri. And I, I had I. I wanted to go to Missouri only so I could uh, check Missouri off of my SEC stadiums list. I want to go to every SEC football stadium. That was my only desire to go to Missouri. But uh, in terms of actual football game, I'd rather go to Tennessee, Florida, in the swamp. I'm checking Eric Kane's temperature, man. <laughs> Old school, like when your mama put the back of her hand on your forehead. That's what I need to do, Eric Kane. Man, why would you? Why would you want to go to Missouri? Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> So I let him make the decision. Good grief. My goodness. That was not the best decision. But it was the best decision for him. But anyways, I saw that photo, and I was like, my goodness, we can't lose a team that's that's dropping this, man. This is terrible. This is like glamour shots from the mall. This is terrible. Missouri has nowhere good to do anything. Like when I went uh, and covered the – Tennessee Mizzou, I think it was in 15. Um, went out there, it was freezing cold mm-hmm. in November. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, they put the media in a parking garage, nowhere close to the stadium, and wind at like 60 miles an hour, it felt like, walking to the stadium. So the stadium sucks. And after the game, the post game press conference for the away team was under the stadium next to the bus so you're trying to get audio from coaches and players and you got the bus dieseling behind you and it's cold and then you go back do your work in the press box and the nice and then they like oh we'll be nice and shuttle you back to the parking garage because it's that far away Mm. like it sucks the the thing the thing that like bothers me about mizzou and i know ben can probably attest to this because he was the new student couple different times it's like the new student comes and he's like all popular and all cool and athletic and stuff and i mean just all the other guys are all jealous and whatever like i kind of feel jealous a little bit of mizzou because they they hit the league in 2012 and they were good like they competed in the in the sc championship one year all about timing yeah but still man I'm like y'all supposed to suffer a little bit y'all didn't suffer enough They've been suffering since those two SEC that is championship true. game appearances. That, that is true. That that is true. So, um, the battle of average, two 
two and two teams are battling for a chance to be a middle of the road SEC team um, right now. And there's a chance that whoever loses this game is going to backslide, is going to moonwalk. Uh, because the SEC slate is always tough, and Tennessee is facing Ole Miss and, and Georgia and Alabama coming up. And so um, got to take care of this this game right here. Got to take care of this game. It's a great opportunity. All right, who's on the phone? Andy. Andy, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How we doing? Man, we are wonderful, man. It is Friday. Good morning. Heck, yeah. Um, I was going to bring up something you all were mentioning, like, names that always crop up during coaching searches. And I was listening to a podcast last night, and this guy called in to another show. And um, he was a he's an older guy, and he was a he's a big time negaball. That's why he was bringing it up. But I was just he mentioned a name I had, I had forgotten about, and I was just curious how you guys uh, felt about this guy that people had convinced themselves would be. You know, they always. They're going to be the savior, you know. But um, Jamie Chadwell, what do you what do you guys think about that guy? I mean, I think I think he's up and coming. It's funny because I was I was at uh, I was calling the Anderson County game. That's where Jamie Chadwell went to school, and uh, some of the people there in the box were like, "There's Jamie Jamie's mom and dad. They they used to sit right here, you know, right here in the seat over there." So it was, it was pretty cool to 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 put that put, put to. Uh, put two and two together there um, because he's still rocking and rolling, man, in Coastal Carolina, still rolling. I think they are either undefeated, they've only lost one game, um, but they are beating programs bigger than than his. But he is going to be a name that is mentioned, just like Mike Norvell's name was mentioned when he was at Memphis. Um, Jamie Chadwell's name was mentioned this past cycle. So Four and it's, it's only going to be mentioned more and more. Um, he's going to get a shot, man. He's going to get an opportunity. I know he grew up as a Tennessee fan, and, you know, that would have been that would have been really neat for him and the Anderson County community for him to be the coach of Tennessee. It didn't work out that way. But, yeah, he's going to be he's gonna be another name this cycle that's going to be mentioned for sure. In your back channels, uh, did you hear anything about us approaching him and him telling us no or anything like that? There was a conversation. Okay. I didn't know. I was just curious, and I had forgotten about him. And then um, this year, that Coastal Carolina started doing real good. Then I heard that call, and I thought, oh, yeah, you know. They were doing good last year. They were good last year. Yeah. Yeah. But sustained, sustained, you know, like sustained success, even when they're in the top 25, because those little programs, when they start to spark like that, well, any program, the pressure starts to build, and your name's out there, but he's still doing it. So the culture's got to be strong there. Yeah, but uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Have a good Friday. Hey, thank you, Andy. Like, Jamie Chadwell, his, the school is just so small. So you just – I mean, I guess I guess if you're an AD, you, I understand being a little hesitant there. And then, you know, you just had you know had that one breakout year. I mean, you keep doing it. You do it this year. Then I think he's, he's going to have a better chance. Or if he goes to another school that's a little bit bigger, um, you know, if he's like Billy Napier at Lafayette and then he does it there – then I think ADs will really be more comfortable, Power 5 ADs bringing him in and giving him the keys to to the program. But, man, I'm, I'm rooting for him, man. I've heard great things about him. He's a Tennessee Tennessee boy. Uh, I want it to work out for him. I want him to coach at a big level and, and, and have a lot of success as long as not in the SEC against Tennessee. But um, Who yeah. knows? Maybe one day he'll be the coach of Tennessee. Maybe one day. Who knows? You're right. I mean, we're averaging three or four coaches – you know, a coach every three or four years, so who knows, man? Yeah, hopefully, Tennessee. hopefully we're not going to do that uh, for a long time. But you just never know. Tennessee's and such I, an awful job. Hopefully, they'd be able to pull away the Coastal Carolina coach. Well, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think uh, it was a situation where, like Dave Dorn, I'll, I'll say that, or uh, I was joking, or Brom up there at Purdue. So, Why you mention his Dave? Huh. <laughs> Because he's another coach who said no, Ben. You're not slick. What are you talking about? Stokes, you see you hear this over here? Ben, I wish man. I would start stuff, man. He instigating. <laughs> he's You're instigating. instigating by mentioning Jeff Brom. He is no different than Dave Dorn. He told us no, Ben. Mm-hmm. Why are you messing with me, man? <laughs> Why are you choosing violence today, Ben? Always supposed to be happy. I was happy till I showed up here. Oh my gosh. 
Oh my God, my dog show you love, my kids over here writing you, I love you cards. They're better than you. I mean, they, they, they've been raised by me, so I get credit by that too, man. I get credit. Out of all the coaching names that have turned down Tennessee, you chose to mention Brom, Jeff Brom. Yeah, Brom and Dave Dorn. Not James Franklin, not Tony Elliott. You think Tony Elliott wishes he would have taken the Tennessee job? Listen, let me let me cover this, man, because I'll I'll be seeing these tweets and I, I'm like, yo, how do you like, like one doesn't have anything to do with the other, like, like Ace, I'm, I'm, I know Ace, I feel you, like, so Tony Elliott, what position does he hold? OC, he's the OC, he's a yeah, he's an OC, he's a OOC. He was the co-OC with Jeff Jeff Scott until Jeff Scott left. Yeah. But he is the OC, and he's getting paid like he is the only OC. And, like, of course, Clemson's offense is struggling, right? They lose Trevor Lawrence. They leave, lose Trevor Ntien. Amar Rodgers is no longer there. They lost a lot of NFL talent. And DJ, what? Ui Angalale. Ui Angalale. Or ukulele. Or ukulele. Or DJU. He, he is struggling right now. So the easy thing to say, the low-hanging fruit, would be like, Oh, man, so glad we dodged that bullet is, you know, him being a head coach. And I'm like, what does that have to do with him being a head coach? He would be the head coach, not the OC. So just because they're struggling right now offensively has nothing to do with him being a head coach. I just I just don't understand how folks are able to, like, put that together and make that work to I'm where you, you – I t- think it's – it's when you see some some national football analysts start talking about the fact that uh, Clemson's offense is behind the times, that it's too simple and too basic, and th- there's not enough going on with the offense that they need to, to <laughs> push it forward. And then so you hear that, or you see that, and then if you're not really an informed football fan, you see it, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we'd have been dealing with the same thing. Oh, my goodness. And they try to mesh the two, and – come up with their own conclusion that, oh, we dodged a bullet. How much do you think he, he wishes he would have taken that job, Stokes, the Tennessee job? Uh, he, he probably doesn't, honestly. I know. You're probably right. But like, this it, is, it, don't, don't it, you think that this is going like, to set him back? Will this set him back? I think it will in terms uh, of I, getting I, a, a head coaching job. It could. It absolutely could. I mean, he was definitely, you know, a name that was floated around a bit last year. But and and that offense at, at Clemson had, you know, wild success. But they also had, I mean, NFL talent all over the place. Like it was, it's, it's really ridiculous. I mean, you're playing with house money. Um, so they're they're coming back down and having to introduce a whole new crop of athletes. And look, I, I they will probably get that thing rolling again. I mean, there's too many good football players on that team for them not to. So I don't think his stock's going to take a huge hit. But, you know, it's it's just adjusting to, fit, you know, the personnel you got. And it may be a situation where, you know, that quarterback probably plays one way in practice and he struggles a little bit in the games. They got to figure out where the disconnect is. Yeah, D- DJ, Dr. Pepper, Uli Ungalale <laughs> has not looked good. I bet uh, a Dr. Pepper deal and it ain't hardly play us now. I, I, I know. Between uh, – telling you Trying to get that refund. I, I, Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, what's the sweet? Milo's down in Alabama who signed Bo Nix. Oh, yeah. Bo Nix probably get his job taken. Bo Nix got his job taken. And then he was over on the sideline pouting afterwards. And then apparently he's been messaging media members oh. throughout the week, asking them no. to delete videos and photos of him pouting on the sideline because it affects his NIL. Mm. Oh, no. You mm. can't be doing that, sir. You mm. cannot be doing that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Uh, Andy Mizuno golfer says he likes the Collins guy at, at at Tech. Yeah, Jeff Collins, man, he got he's from Atlanta. It's a perfect fit for for him there. And uh he, he has a lot of like Bush Jones marketing um Yes to him, which is not a bad thing. I know people anytime they hear Bush they think everything's bad and everything he did was bad, which it wasn't. Like you have to market. And he's done a good job marketing Atlanta. Um, he's from Atlanta, but he's done a good job of marketing uh, Georgia Tech as a school that's right there in the heart of Atlanta. Um, you know, I'll, there's a couple guys on that staff that I'm friends with, and man, they've done a they've done a really good job. And uh, it was going to be a a four year 
rebuild there just because uh, the previous coach and the style that they had, they had to get get totally different players. So mm-hmm. I do like I do like Jeff Collins. Yep. Stokes, how you feeling about this uh, this this Saturday's game? Man, it's uh it's it's an interesting matchup. Uh, Tennessee, you know, should look. Tennessee should win this game. This is a very winnable game. What I'm curious to see is, you know, they should have beaten Pitt. Tennessee mm-hmm. should have won the game against Pitt, uh, but they didn't. They they let it slip through their fingers, made some stupid mistakes, and that was at home. So now they go on the road, and they're going to be most likely in a similar situation from you know a dogfight perspective, unless Mizzou's just you know fumbling the ball, throwing a bunch of picks, stuff like that. Um, if, if Mizzou shoot themselves in the foot, this is going to obviously be a much easier game for Tennessee on Saturday. But if Mizzou plays well, they're pretty evenly matched. So can Tennessee learn from their experience against Pitt and pull out a, a you know, a, a tough win on the road uh, on Saturday? I mean, that there's not too many matchup nightmares other than RB1 for Mizzou. Uh, with a Beatty or Beatty or, or how do you say his last name? Beatty. Yeah, Beatty seems like he's been there for a long time too. Um, he has. It's, it's it's he's one of those dudes that's like he's still there. Yeah, like, he, how are they still talking about this guy? Yeah, this is his first year being the guy, but he was behind Larry Roundtree the past two years. And, yeah, uh, but he was always you know when the ball was in his hands, kid's electric. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a guy that I'm sure they're going to try to get the ball to any way possible because he'll be a, a, a matchup problem. Um, other than that, though, I mean, if y'all talked about it earlier in the week, their 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 safeties are pretty good, but their corners are not. Tennessee's receivers should be open a good bit, and they can't stop the run. So, can Tennessee's offensive line answer that challenge? Like you've got a you're going up against a front that you should be able to dominate, and these backs should be able to eat against. So, can can they do it? And can you? limit the penalties i I know hypel's teams historically have been terrible when it comes to penalties terrible but you you can't do that in the sec stokes you're playing a team that is 129th in the country at rush defense Mm -hmm. they are averaging giving up 269 yards per game they have a nosebleed can't stop a nosebleed. Vanderbilt is better. Vanderbilt is 116. Mizzou is 129. And Vanderbilt played Georgia. Yes. If Tennessee is not able to run the football against Mizzou, guys, um, we might as well get ready for basketball and baseball. Uh, agreed. Uh, totally agreed. <laughs> well, and, and I think and if Mizzou, you know, they're, they're not dumb. So, like, their coaches are going to look and see that Tennessee struggles a bit in the passing game with, with hitting, you know, hitting the deep ball. They've completed one this year, really, um, of a, a pass that went more than, you know, 10, 15 yards. They've had some big, some big yak on a couple of, of short passes, but, you know, that actual deep ball, they've hit one. Um, or, or I guess you can consider two. Sorry, the Bowling Green touchdown was a pretty deep pass. Um, but if I'm Mizzou's defense, I'm selling out everything I got to stop the run, and I'm making Tennessee's quarterback beat me. Yeah, I mean, I think this game lies on the Mizzou DBs, um, mm-hmm. and especially the corners. I mean, if they're able to hold their own on the outside, I think I think Mizzou can win. But I think you're right, Stokes. You have a problem stopping a run. You know what you are. It's not like you're going to just change who you are at this point of the season because I think this is a personnel and scheme issue just like Ole Miss they couldn't stop anyone last year you can't fix that mid-season that has to be something that's worked on in the offseason with with new players new scheme and then teaching those those players a new scheme Mizzou can't do that mid-season so they're going to just stink on defense rush uh and rush defense for the rest of the year and teams will just have to you know, figure out how to expose them and Mizzou have to figure out how to you know hide their weakness and maybe put up more points on offense to where you know, it forces opposing teams to have to throw the football and not run the ball. So um, you gotta you gotta expose these guys if you are Tennessee. But if I am Missouri, just like you said, I am selling out. I'm forcing Henry Hooker to beat me with his arm. And 
the thing I think Mizzou would love for Tennessee to do is the same thing we did against Pittsburgh, and that is throw a bunch of deep shots. Go ahead. Go, go throw those low percentage throws and keep doing them even though you're not hitting them. You know, we'll give up one of those, maybe two, but if you are relying on that for the entire game, then I think Mizzou would, would live with that uh, because they understand that those throws are, are low percentage throws. Now, where you can really beat them and hurt them is when they sell out and it's man-to-man, you hit a slant pass, make one guy miss, and take it to the house. You hit a hitch route, make a guy miss, you take it to the house. Like, you start hitting them on basic throws, and our receivers are making one guy miss because it's man-to-man, and now we're picking up chunk plays, and then you mix that in with some of the -the the over-the-top throws, now Mizzou's in big, big trouble. So uh, expect a commitment from Mizzou to stop the run, and I don't care how much commitment they have, Tennessee better still be able to stop – I mean, still be able to run the football because you have a running quarterback in Hendon Hooker. So the yes. numbers that, should be in your favor anyways. That's going to make a big difference. You know, Hooker being that uh, 11th guy on the field, he's not a 10th guy that just gives the ball away. He, he's an 11th player on that field that's, that can make something happen in the run game. And um, I – he's going to have to get involved. Because if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Cooper Mays is going to play this this, this week. No, he's going to be chilling, man. He, so the be, offensive line's going to be shuffled around. Ollie and, Lane at left guard, Jerome Carvin at center. Yep, and that's not been great this year, if, if we're being honest. That's that's not been spectacular. So uh, the more Hendon can do to help out, the better. Do you think Tennessee rushes for 200 yards? This was a touchdown or turnover Swain had on on Tuesday or Wednesday? Um, if Tyon Evans stays healthy and, and, and in the game the majority of the time, then – and same with Jabari Small, if the, neither of those guys get hurt as a team collectively. Do they do they rush for 200 yards? Yeah, yeah. I think you, you got a three-headed monster potentially in Evans, Small, and, and Hooker. That can, that can do that. And Missouri sucks. So, like, it should happen. And don't forget using the receivers in the run game as well with um, reverses and things like that. So I've come around to the 200. I, uh, on whatever day we talked about it this week, I said turnover because I don't trust this offensive line. Tennessee has not been successful with Ollie Lane or Kingston Harris at left guard and Jerome Carvin at center. They just have not been successful this year. Didn't push Tennessee Tech around. Didn't push Bowling Green around after Cooper Mays left the game. Uh, after Cooper Mays left the game against Florida, the the running game flipped on its head because Tennessee's offensive line got very little push against Pittsburgh. wasn't able to run the football all that well, so that's why I was unwilling to say that Tennessee will rush for 200. But what has changed my mind in reading about Missouri this week and going through and, and watching some of uh, Missouri's coaches speak to the media this week, their biggest issue. In the run game, it's a little bit missed tackles. It's it's a little bit uh, of guys in the wrong gaps and, and guessing incorrectly. But their biggest issue against Boston College was poor communication. They they do not do a good job of getting the call in, the play communicated, and everybody lined up correctly. And that is the worst thing to do a poor job of going into a game where you're where you're playing a team that literally runs more plays in a minute than any other team in the country. So Tennessee going hype speed, as C-Mac would would call it, I think that is going to be the difference in Tennessee having success without Cooper Mays in this game compared to them not having success in the other games is that Missouri already struggles to get lined up, get the play communicated to one another. And now with Hypo going as fast as they are going to go, they're going to have even less time. So I expect Missouri's – defense to be all out of whack all out of sorts and, and i think that's going to be the difference in them rushing for 200 yards this week sounds like to me you're picking tennessee to win this game i am solely because of that yep 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 i mean it's hard to win especially in this conference if you are giving up almost 300 yards per game on the run they're I mean, literally on the ground. 129th out of 130 that is a god-awful stat it is horrific and, and They've, they've played two decent teams, <laughs> Kentucky and Boston College, within that sample size. So it's, it's not like it's 
Alabama, Georgia, and all these teams that you expect to, to run the ball well. Kentucky ran it all over them. Boston College ran it all over them. But even their other crappy games, Central Michigan, week one, 174 rushing yards. Uh, week three, two weeks later, southeast Missouri, 294 yards. Bro. SEMO. Tennessee doesn't run for 200. That's going to be a big disappointment. It, exactly. Y'all need to, if we don't run for 200, there's some folks on, in the coaching staff and on our team that just need to go be professional bowlers. Missouri is allowing – They need to succeed in life outside of sports. Yes. No, no more football. He can't run against these dudes. 6.16 yards per carry is what Missouri is giving up. 6.1 yards per carry. And last week against Boston College – 6.2. You got to round up. Yeah, 6.2. Make it sound worse. Uh, and then last week against Boston College uh, – what did Boston College? The Eagles, the Golden Eagles? Golden Eagles. Averaged 6.3 yards on first downs, including 7.2 yards per carry on first down. There, I, I, Cooper being out really concerns me. But even with Cooper out, I mean, Tennessee should still be able to run the football. There you go, league. Ben. Come on over. Come on <laughs> over to, <laughs> this, to, to, to the Swain side. Because remember, <laughs> your boy made that point. Even with Cooper out, we still should run the ball. Come on over here, Ben. Come on. That's why. Do y'all remember Tyon Evans' uh, media availability? Out. <laughs> when, he's trying to, when he's trying to hold back, talking <laughs> trash. Because he knows how trash Mizzou's defense is, running, you know, rush defense. He was like, ooh, boy, it's going to be a good week. I mean, you know, Mizzou's defense is really good. We got a big challenge in front of us. Big challenge in front of us. You know, we, you know we're just working hard. But at, at, the, at the beginning of the question, beginning of his answer, he was like, oh, man, hey, sorry. We about to torque these boys, man. We about to work these boys. I'm about to go for a career high against these boys. <laughs> That's what he wanted to say at first. But he forgot. He forgot he was, you know, being interviewed. Yeah, the thing that's going to beat Tennessee in the in the rushing game is, is Tennessee. Stupid penalties. Yeah, like that's that's what's going to hurt Tennessee. They they're going to have to limit that because we we this so far this season we, we've had a, a problem with hitting a big play, and there either be a, a flag on that play or a stupid flag on the very next play. And so that's 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 what's going to slow Tennessee's offense down this this week is is dumb penalties and if they start to try to go deep for no reason like let's let's push you know let, let's test Mizzou's weakness I think Tennessee wins this ball game like I'm, I'm, I'm picking them to win this game unless they just act a fool and can we get Jeremy Banks to stop getting personal fouls and stupid face mask penalties please I know please. Man. it's it's like it's a it's a game tackle you don't have to put your hand on his face mask. Like, right. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, move what are you it. Doing? <laughs> like, move your hand, man. Move Just, your hand. I appreciate his intensity and his effort and the, the, the want to, to do well and make an impact and win. But, man, think out there just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little like, bit. Just, just, just give, me, give me some cognitive thought about where you're putting your hands or when the whistle's blowing. Like, something, please. That's and, all I ask. And don't try to body slam anybody. You can't we do that. We don't need you being Brock Lesnar taking people to Suplex City. Don't, don't need that whatsoever. That is a penalty. That is a penalty. That is a penalty, yes. Yeah. This is not the WWE. This ain't AEW. This ain't Dynamite. Yeah. We're, 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 this is a football game. Let's just tackle and and move on to the next play. That's that all. Fun. That's all I ask. Just limit those penalties. Do you limit the penalties in this game? Tennessee should win this game. Not. I'm not going to say easily because I don't think Tennessee's quite there yet to beat another SEC team not named Vanderbilt easily. But they should con- control the, the control the clock uh, with the rushing attack, and they should be able to slow Mizzou down. On on you know Tennessee's defense should be able to slow Mizzou down a little bit. Tennessee's defense is not spectacular. But I do trust the defensive coaches to get them in the position to make a play. And hopefully at this point we'll start seeing Tennessee make some of those plays on defense. Let's get to our guy, D.R. Vall. D.R. Vall, good morning. Good morning, guys. You know, I'm honestly feeling good about this game, which worries me. Are you, be- are you betting on this game, or did you learn your lesson from last week? Uh, Swain, I'm like a, I'm like a seven-year-old. I told you I'm a clown. I'm like a seven-year-old. Who never learns their lessons? They got to keep getting whipped, keep getting whipped. I, I bet Tennessee's cover the three point spread. I do too. But I feel, I'm telling you, I feel great about this game. I mean, I said it to Ben earlier. You know, Hooker plays. I don't. 
feeling like we should have a problem. I mean, that's 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 how I feel. I mean, you're adding a guy that can run, and he has improved, you know, as a passer since his first appearance. I don't think he's looked bad passing the ball. I like Hooker. I don't think that he's going to go out and be an all-conference really like quarterback. But I say he passed the ball bad. I'm saying it's no, no. better. I'm yeah. just adding on. Yeah, okay. just, just adding on. Um, I, I just I, – I like Hooker as a passer. I don't love him. Like him. Serviceable, more than serviceable, and I, I love him running the football. I, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. He's a poor man's Josh Dobbs, which is pretty yeah. good because Josh Dobbs was spectacular here. Mm-hmm. Well, he was passing. and he was fun to watch. I yep. mean, the bar is pretty low for me with quarterback play after the last five years. Well, I mean, I understand that. Fine. Uh, this is my question about the receivers. Uh, you've, you've it's, it's too early <laughs> to talk about the receivers, Dr. Vall. Well, you know, you, you've got a, you got a little experience in it from what I've read. How how is their mindset going to this game? Is this a confidence thing with them dropping the ball, or what's going on? I mean, because I have no confidence in them. I mean, I know eventually they'll get it, but we, we got to fix the drop situation, man. Hooker would have looked a lot better if we held on to the ball and so that score. It's just it's poor habits, man. And I don't know how you fix poor habits in a week, but it's it's the reason why we're dropping the ball. It's poor habits. And, Did and you ever ha- go through a drought like that, Flame? Uh, not dropping a ball. I've been through my droughts, but not not dropping a football. No, nah, man, I don't drop the football. Mm-mm. Nope, I can't say I can identify because it's it's about looking the ball in. That's that's what it's about. And these these are habits that are created in the summer when you're supposed to be catching a hundred balls a day. You stand on a joke machine and you catch the ball and you overemphasize. When the ball hits your hands, you're tying your eyes to the ball, and then you overemphasize your eyes going to the football while you're tucking it, and you're doing that 100 times on the jugs, and then you go catch the ball from your quarterback, and that's probably another 50 to, uh, passes. You do that. You overemphasize looking the ball in because now when you go full speed, it's second nature, and that's, why, and that's when you don't drop passes. So that's why I look at – our drops is poor habits, poor practice habits that have been created over time. And I don't know if it's something that you just fix with the snap of a finger. But one thing that can help speed it up is the group being disciplined for anyone dropping the ball in practice. That, that can speed it up. But it goes back to poor practice habits. That's it. Because it's, it's a lack of concentration. And somewhere along the line, it's being allowed. And it can't be. Yeah, that's concerning. Guys, have y'all seen that gif of Eli Drinkwitz in the locker room when he coached for Appalachian State dancing? Uh, yes, I don't I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, what a freaking nerd, man. We have to beat this guy. Can you, on behalf of somebody that has experience being white, you just don't do that, man. You look god-awful doing that. And he looks like somebody that honestly should be a band director and God knows we're we're good with coaches that we're in the band. We know about that. We know. We Man, know. Imagine me being in Stokes doing that. We know a good band director. We see one. So like I, I I'd look good doing it. And, and Stokes has good good rhythm as well as we all know. S Boogie into his house. But uh, but you you're just a bum and, and we'll look Damn. awful doing it. Hey. hey, you know what I got to say to that, Ben? Go pack, go. Go have a good week. <laughs> I think you're not gonna ask Stokes his beer of the week. That's why I let you on. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I'm folks! What are you drinking this weekend, man? I don't know. We're we're, we're traveling and, and seeing some some friends of ours in in Louisville, Kentucky. So you won't be drinking. I, I'm I'm well, I'm gonna be drinking while I'm in Louisville, but I don't know what. I'm, I'm gonna see what the local offerings are there. But I might be more more on the bourbon this weekend since I'll be in bourbon country. Mm. All right, all right, all right. You like bourbon, Swain? Yeah, it's all right. Anything besides gin? <laughs> I, I ain't letting Snoop Dogg hype me up. Whew. And none of gin and juice, buddy. No gin and juice. The song though, the song is awesome. I let I let Snoop hype me up. I turned twenty one. It's like yeah, I'm gonna give me some gin and juice like Snoop Dogg. Man, I it hit you too hard, or you, you didn't like the way it tastes. I just I don't like the way it tastes, and it didn't, it didn't like me. So, but did you mix it with the with the juice? Yeah, I did. I followed Snoop's directions. <laughs> it was a bad idea. I'm not following any more Snoop's directions anymore. Cause he's in, he's in the different stuff. Ah, I'm good. I'm not I'm not following Snoop on that. But it just gin don't like me. And I don't like gin. Simple as that. So it's like you don't like drop passes. 
I don't like drop passes. I don't like talking about it before 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 uh, before seven thirty. But now I don't want to talk about it before eight. Every time in the Florida game that a receiver would drop a ball, I'm thinking in my head. I like I know how much it hurts you, and I'm thinking in my head like every time it happens, I see the Michael Jordan meme during the the uh, Last Dance uh, documentary, but it was Swain's face on it in the caption, and I took that personally. Hey man. My my reaction is the same reaction when Peyton Manning is doing the Manning cast and a, and a quarterback throws an inception. He's so he, same they, reaction. I don't know if anybody hates anything worse than they hate bad quarterback play. Yeah, it's the same reaction, and mine's worse because mine comes with like different four letter words. Peyton can't yeah. do that on ESPN, but mine's no. worse. My reaction is worse, man, because I know it's really all concentration. Mm-hmm. It really is. So um, let me let me let me let you go, Stokes. All right, brother. Y'all, y'all have a great weekend. Let's see Tennessee do well. Hope everybody's bets hit. I hope everybody makes money. I need I need gambling to be legalized here in South Carolina so I can get in on this. And uh, like you need to move back to Knoxville. Man, don't get me started. Well, you can you can gamble in Kentucky. So hopefully you make a little bit of money in Kentucky. Speaking of that, I'm glad you reminded me. I got to play the Powerball. It's six six twenty six hundred twenty million dollars, man. I, I done bought mine last night. Yeah. Share with me if you win. Oh he- heck yeah, I'm gonna share, man. I got you. I got you, Ben. I got you. Six nineteen for me, one for you. I got you. That's hey, it's still it's still it. you, it's still it. a lot, right? I take it. Who's turning that down? Nobody. Exactly. All right, Stokes, man. Have a good one. All right, y'all as well. Be safe out there. Hour two of the Swain event is coming up around the corner. Stay with us. <laughs> 